So go back with me about three and a half years ago to when I started this podcast with this episode, Nightmares. I just realized that my introduction to this podcast um, never saw the light of day. And I don't know how on earth I didn't notice that until now, but um, I did. I had a whole episode um, dedicated to why I was creating this podcast, but it never got published. So what it was is my son and all of his friends love storytelling. And whenever they would get together, they would, you know, tell ghost stories and that with each other. And one day somebody asked me if I knew any scary stories. And of course, you know, growing up with the scary stories to tell in the dark and a number of other ghost storybooks I had purchased over the years. I had a treasure trove of stories and once I had got through all those, my son said, hey, why don't you tell him about that thing that happened to you? And it was interesting because everybody likes scary stories, whether they admit it or not. Um, but when I started to tell these stories that I've shared here on this podcast, their attention was different. And it seems that I had them hooked uh, right from the get-go. And after going through story after story, they would say, hey, tell us that story again, tell us that story again. And I think I had gone through (laughs) so many of the stories multiple times. I thought, you know, let me just, I'll just record them. And I'll, uh, that way you can access them every time you want and I'll update it, you know, when something else happens or, or whatever. And so I started recording a couple of episodes and I didn't have any plans to, you know, make it public. It was just going to be for my, my son and his friends, but not knowing what I was doing, I, I published it and, here we are. So I figured, why not? Why not keep it going? Like I said, everybody likes a good scary story. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, there's a huge community here on, uh, in the podcasting world for these type of stories. So I'm just happy and privileged to be part of it. So thank you all for joining me on this, uh, adventure. Um, as far as the haunted earth name, Uh, goes back to a website I built back in college, my senior year. Uh, The professor um, tasked all of the students to build a website uh, about something that they enjoyed, you know, like a hobby or, or something like that. And so naturally I had, you know, a, a love of everything Halloween and horror movies and ghost stories. And so I I built a website with reviews of horror movies and, you know, ghost story books that I, that I had in my library. And 
you know, wrote down a couple of scary stories that had happened to me and my friends growing up. And it came down to giving this website a name. And for the life of me, I could not think of what to call it. And I remember one night just walking down my street with my my friend and talking about the website and kind of reliving some experiences we'd had with, you know, ghosts and that sort of thing. And, and we were just walking down our street, noticing the sun setting and the sun slowly started to dip below the horizon and, you know, the, the shadows started coming to life and there was just a different feeling to the surrounding neighborhood and you know the the front yards became darker and shadows grew bigger and you know I I got thinking you know growing up I didn't really like the dark Uh, you know it, it scared me and you know probably because of like a number of experiences I had and that sort of thing but it got me thinking, you know, it's like the world is different when the lights go out, when the sun sets. And no matter where you go in the world, no matter who you talk to, scary stories are all around us. And so it got me thinking, you know, it's like the earth is haunted. Everywhere you go, every corner of the earth has had something happen there or stories have been told about places and people and things. So that's where I got the idea. It's like when the lights go out and the sun sets, the shadows come back to life and the horrors are resurrected. The haunted earth is all around us and it's a great place to tell a story. Growing up, bedtime wasn't a happy time for me. I didn't like to go to bed. And I think my parents just thought, oh, he's a little kid, he doesn't like to go to bed and that. But I didn't really talk about it. But I had an inordinate amount of nightmares growing up. And... You know, they weren't the nightmares that, you know, little kids talk about. And that, you mean, you, you would like, I guess you could say the quote unquote typical nightmares that little kids have. Uh, no, my nightmares were a lot more sinister, I guess. And I don't really understand, even to this day, why some of the nightmares um, I had. Um, well, I don't know where they came from. Uh, one of the first nightmares I remember uh, having was um, being in the car with my dad and driving up to this shed in the middle of nowhere. And when I mean nowhere, it was almost comical, the, the, the layout of the land where this shed was. I mean... It almost had these these rolling 
brown tan hills, kind of like a Dr. Seuss story, you, you see. And I remember uh, pulling up to the shed and the door was open and my dad saying, okay, I'll, I'll see you later. Uh, just go in, close the door behind you and uh, you'll, be, you'll be taken care of. And I think he helped me get out of the car and take me to the shed. But I remember closing the door and going over to the window and looking out it and seeing my dad slowly drive away uh, over these rolling hills. Now, the thing that I didn't really notice until I was alone was that this shed was full of shelves with dolls on them. And I remember just looking at it and there were, you know, the the dolls, teddy bears, you know, dolls, clowns, you know, any sort of assortment of, of dolls you would see like at a toy store. But it wasn't a toy store and they weren't for sale. It was, seemed to be the collection of somebody's because they were all very purposefully situated on these shelves. And I remember just looking out this window and just crying uh, for my dad, just saying, please don't leave me, please come back. And knowing that there was some sort of imminent danger that I was going to be facing. Uh, I didn't know what it was, but I was truly terrified in this, in this dream. And as I stared out and saw my dad's car disappear, I heard my voice come from behind me. And it wasn't menacing, it wasn't ominous, but it wasn't cheerful and it wasn't friendly. And it called my name. And it said, Scott, Scott. And I turned around and sitting on the end of this shelf was one of those ventriloquist dolls. And it spoke to me and said, we've been waiting for you. And I saw its head turn and look at me and it seemed that every doll in that shed was looking at me. I was all alone. My father had left me there and had gone. And these dolls had been waiting for me. Waiting for what? I'll never know. Because I woke up in a fit. I think that's why I don't like dolls to this day. And I actually have another story all about dolls that I'll share in a future episode. So this is a short nightmare that I had when I was younger, but 
it uh, it scarred me, and I didn't really tell many people about it. Um, it scared me to death, and it was actually the first time I had a nightmare that repeated itself. Uh, what happened was I was walking through my parents' house, and it was nighttime, and all the lights were off, except one light in the kitchen. And from behind me came my little sister, who was who, who was two and a half years younger than I am. But she came running past me and slapped me on the back and said, "You're it." And clearly, she was wanting to play tag. And you know. Looking at it now, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense why you'd play tag at night in a dark house. But she ran ahead of me through the kitchen, and I was in close pursuit. But then I remember stopping and waiting and yelling at her, telling her to stop. And then from out of the darkness, something leapt at her and attacked her. And knocked her out of my sight. I had no idea where she was. And I remember standing there frozen. I can tell you exactly where in the kitchen I was standing. And then from behind the stove where my sister had been knocked down came this huge jet black Doberman and it had these red eyes and these massive teeth and it was standing about 20 feet from me and it lunged with its mouth open and kind of like a video game or a movie it got right up to my face mouth open teeth dripping blood and then it paused and then in front of the dog it looked like a movie screen in these bloody letters it said the end and I remember thinking oh my gosh because I woke up it scared me so bad I woke up and I kind of sat up in my bed and I kind of shaken. I'm like, oh my gosh, it felt so real that I looked around my room making sure that dog wasn't in the house. And I knew everybody else was asleep in the house because it was dark, there were no lights on. And so I turned on my nightlight and kind of rolled back over and went to bed. the nightmare repeated itself. As soon as I had fallen asleep, I had the same exact dream. The dark Doberman attacking my sister and then lunging at me and then stopping right in front of me with the bloody letters, the end. And the crazy thing about it 
is a couple days later, well, needless to say, I didn't go back to bed that night. I, I think I turned on my reading light and read Garfield or something like that. But I did not want to go back to bed because it left me with such an uneasy feeling. Uh, but later that week, I was out uh, playing catch with a friend of mine in the front yard. And I didn't know this, but my neighbors, just a couple houses down, had bought a Doberman. And they came out with it on a leash. And it scared the crap out of me. And I've never been able to look at a Doberman the same way. This next nightmare is one that I shared um, in the previous episode of Nightmares. And it was another time where my dad uh, dropped me off. I don't know if there's any correlation between the two stories, but um, my dad dropped me off at my grandmother and grandfather's house, which was the case all the time. Uh, growing up, I spent a lot of time at my grandparents' house when my parents were at work, and I, I loved it because a lot of times my cousins would be there, and we had a, a great time, and I loved my grandma and grandpa uh, a ton. They were, they were great. Uh, but this nightmare, and I guess that's why it makes it so unsettling, is that my dad dropped me off, and I remember going over to the front window that they had in their home, and watching him pull out and again yelling to please come back and come get me, don't leave me there. Which was so uncharacteristic for going to my grandparents' house. And I remember my grandmother saying, it's going to be okay, don't worry, he'll be back later. And my grandmother had a big, large German shepherd and then also a little chihuahua dog and uh, and also his midnight black cat and I turned around and she was standing in front of the refrigerator and she had um, the cat in her hands and she set it down and she said no today's gonna be okay it's it's okay uh, because you know what today is today is Tuesday you know what that means we're going to have a special guest today because Tuesday is guest star day. Now, that might sound familiar to some of you, uh, but it's something that my parents always sang to me and my sister growing up. I don't know whether it was from like the Mickey Mouse Club or something that they would, that they would sing on it, but it kind of transitioned uh, into my personal life. And... Every once in a while, like on Tuesdays, my grandmother would kind of uh, sit for um, an, a friend of hers and their grandson would come over and we would play together and it was a lot of fun. So, But when she said this, there was a different feeling and her cat and her two dogs were just sitting there looking at her, fix, fixated on her and when she said this, she kind of raised her arms up, but with the, you know, old vampire, like broken wrists, fingers down. 
and she had this, <clears throat> excuse me, big ear-to-ear grin. And her eyes got really, really big, and she kind of hovered off the ground. <clears throat> and the dogs didn't move, the cat didn't move. She just sat there and started to levitate off the ground. And as soon as she did, um, she repeated that Tuesday as guest star day. And if you've seen the movie Roger Rabbit, you'll be familiar with Christopher Lloyd's character at the very end of the movie where he speaks in this really high-pitched voice. Well, that's what she sounded like. And... It was the craziest, scariest feeling, even now, just retelling it, like the hair on my arms is standing straight up. And I woke up not knowing what was going to happen, but everything about that dream was so horribly wrong. Um, From like the way my grandmother was acting, the, the way, you know, I was acting with my dad leaving and the dogs, and I tell you, the the dream itself um, affected me so much uh, because it was evil. Everything about that dream was just evil, and it was one of the uh, first nightmares I had that just left me feeling wretched and just, I guess, devoid of light it was so horrible um so every once in a while you know back then my parents would still say you know today is tuesday you know what that means and i would ask them to stop because it triggered that memory about that nightmare that i had and it every time you know my my grandparents are both uh years past and And again, like I said, I love them very, very much. But every once in a while, I'll drive by their old home that I would visit. And it's the craziest thing. I have so many positive memories at their house. But for some reason, this nightmare still lingers and has left me with a scar. This next nightmare is the final one for this episode. Uh, There are some other ones that I want to share, but that'll be for a later time. Um, As I got older with my nightmares and dreams, for that matter, uh, I kept a notebook by my bed so I would remember them in the morning and write them down, you know, before you forget because I would, my friends and I would share our dreams and nightmares with each other. And this one nightmare I had, I remember it um, so vividly. Um, I remember in it, I was apparently on a date with uh, a girl and uh, we were pulling up to her home and her home was kind of like this Tudor mansion and in the middle of it it had this tower 
with these walls that came up, came out as angles. And was, if you looked at it, it looked like it would be an upside down V. Uh, that's how the house was. And it was red brick and it had ivy growing all over it. And the, the middle part, this tower, um, had, you know, windows interspersed through it. And so I remember uh, dropping her off and watching her um, get out of the car and I got out and walked her to the front door and um, she walked in the house, closed the door and I remember walking back out to the car. And I didn't get back in and I watched almost like, you know, a cartoon, like one light appear in the tower. And it was clear that this tower had stairs in it and the light would go on, then it would go off. Light would go on, then it would go off. Light would go on, then it would go off. Light would go on and then it would go off. And you could see that she was making her way up this stairway. And then in the left side of the home, I saw a light come on and I could see her silhouette and she looked out and she waved. And then on the other side of the house, I saw another light come on with another silhouette that clearly was not hers and it didn't look human. It was just this black mass. And then that light went off. And then I saw her light go off, but another light come back on and I saw her silhouette go right in front of this window. And then the room that she had just been in, I saw the light come on with this black mass. So it was clearly following her. And then suddenly all the lights went off. And that's when the dream came to a pause. And then kind of like this black and white movie, the, this like shade went down and all the color left the picture. And it was just black and white. And these white letters started to appear across, you know, what, what my view, my, my eyesight. And almost in this like nursery rhyme uh, cadence uh, and this really high pitched uh, voice um, that was neither male or female. I couldn't, I couldn't tell, but the words stick with me. Mary went into her castle only to be torn to ribbons and tassel. So what causes us to have nightmares? Is it stress, anxiety, experiences we've had, movies we've seen, music we've listened to, or is there something darker that we don't know about? 
or is it a combination of everything? I'd love to hear your take on it. Share with me your ideas. Share with me your nightmares. You can send them to thehauntedearth at gmail.com. Would love to share them. And hopefully, maybe we can keep each other up at night.